Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org podcast. It's opening week, baby. Bali Sports North and Burnsville legend Kevin Gorg helps us break down the Minnesota Wild upcoming season. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Green Belt, Royal Credit Union, and Peak Vestibular Center. This is season four, episode 145. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered. Not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. Hello, everybody. We're back. Episode 145. I am coming to you from the lovely Tria Rink and the hallway later on. <clears throat> Excuse me, when Kevin Gorg joins us, because we're making it work, guys. We're making the content work for you. Uh, Kirsten, glad you could join us before you head up to Duluth for a big Lutzen trip. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Are you a big, I mean, fall girl, right? All the fall things, all the basic fall things. All I'm, I'm going to be not a basic fall girl i'm gonna be more of the nature fall girl this time this trip is gonna be are you going to wear a hat no okay all right no i brought a ball cap for the hike maybe high boots knee high boots um i have a pair of western boots because apparently we're going to like like a pullover little shawl binary um no literally i change your name to like (laughs) ally no but i could wow literally fred all i have packed is all flannel sweatpants oversized sweatshirts like i am going off the grid at this cabin going out and to be you're going to a cabin though you want off the grid fred i need to tell her right i need to tell her what i do i go solo camping and hiking (laughs) no that was only one night then i pitch a six-person tent in the rain Mm. by myself with no service have a minor meltdown because uh (laughs) you know i'm literally in the middle of nowhere and then go hiking yeah You know, off the grid, just turning my phone on silent is good enough for me. So um, that's my version of off the grid for the weekend. But no, I'm the only fancy thing we're doing is going to a winery in Lutzen. So I have one cute outfit with the knee high boots Fred asked about. So yes, there is that. But otherwise, I will be embracing the lumberjack vibes the rest of the trip. Which is all good. I love it. I approve it. That's I'm all for that. I'm jealous. I wish I could be going to Lutzen this weekend. I will not be because the wild have their final preseason game. So some of us have to work and are committed to our jobs and everything like that. So just kidding. Uh, it's also an escape for my family. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we are recording this as always on a Friday, not a whole lot going on. Uh, we will dive more into how preseason went, how camp went an outlook on the upcoming home opener against the New York Rangers followed by Kevin Fiala and the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Kirsten, Marco Rossi, again, has not been officially announced, and we will dive in very heavily with Kevin Gorg in the next segment. But are you surprised at all at how well Rossi did this camp? I mean, he was okay last year, but it definitely seems like he took it to another level 
this season during, uh, during camp and preseason games? Um, yes and no. I'm going to say no, because there, you know, Rossi was drafted where he was for a reason. There have been expectations surrounding him. People have expected him to fit into this wild lineup and to do well. And Mm -hmm. so in that sense, no, I'm not. I think he's fit in where he was supposed to. I am in the sense that just the question marks surrounding his health that he has had in the past couple of years. I think there was some question marks with that still coming back from it and trying to make the roster, but this whole preseason, he's been fantastic and he's lived up to, to the expectations I believe that have been set forth for him. So I'm hoping he officially makes the team. I think he's put up a very good case to do so. And let me tell you that preseason game against Chicago especially when he scored that goal that he did the crowd erupted fans are excited about this kid and they should be. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it would be a huge disappointment if he weren't what you had hoped he'd be because he was drafted at number nine overall, because there have been all of these expectations placed on him and he's handled it fairly well. And you talk about that game against Chicago where he's between Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. And I remember post game, I asked Dean Evison, you know, why, why did you want to see that line combination? And he straight up said he deserves it. Marco Rossi has done everything that this team has asked for him during this camp and during this preseason. And again, I think it's a testament to Bill Guerin and brass for having that patience, knowing that Marco Rossi needed that year in the AHL needed to work out some kinks needed to, to go up against big bodied players, go up against NHL caliber guys. Um, you know, I mean, he's got some size to him, but he's not the biggest guy out there by any means. And with his skill, he's going to be a guy that other teams are going to have to look out for. So again, we'll discuss a little, a lot more about Rossi with Kevin Gorg in our next segment. So be sure to check that out. Cause KG is the best. Um, I want to talk There's about one thing I want to add on before we go out of the Rossi discussion. It's I want to refer back. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I ruined <laughs> I your perfect kidding. transition. Um, I'll come up with a new one, but referring back to our episode with Joe O'Donnell, where he says, you know, like the guys that spend a year in the AHL, they go through the grind, the difficult travel, the you're coming back from a game at 2 AM. Then you're going to the rink that morning on just a few hours of sleep. I think him doing that was what he needed. And I think it's made him want it more and prove himself more. And I think we are really seeing it early on. So, I mean, I think going to the AHL for that year, I think that was the best thing for Marco Rossi to really help him develop, as you mentioned, with working out those kinks. And I think he's going to reap the benefits of his work this season. I agree. Excited to see that. Excited to get the regular season underway coming up here on Thursday at home against the New York Rangers, who I have picked um, very wisely to win the Metro division because they are good. They've got great goaltending, great defense, great offense, all of it. Anyway, uh, speaking of getting into the regular season, Kirsten, um, is the preseason too long? Cause I know I, for one was over it after like three games. Like I get why you do it, right? You have different players that are coming in. You're still trying to trim this roster from an insane, like 57 down to 23. Like there's a lot that goes into that without question, but I'm ready just to hit play. I don't need another. They've got another preseason game coming up on Saturday. Cause again, we're recording this on Friday Eh, it's too long. I agree. I, again, I know why they do the preseason. It's, it's very, I don't know. The first game was exciting. Everyone's like hockey's back. It was exciting to be back at the XL energy center and uh, just to be around the game again, see some fresh faces but five games into the preseason now about to be six. I'm like, let's just do the thing. Like, let's just <laughs> right? get it going. Like 
it's very much being dragged out. Like the excitement was there and it feels like it's the regular season, but it's not. And you just, I don't know. You, well, that's that, just it. Like you have to temper your expectations so much for it too. Like Minnesota wild were four and O through preseason. Like, how do we feel about that? Like, do we care? We're hanging like, the banner. Yeah. That is how we're feeling. Plan the route, plan that parade route, Kirsten. <laughs> yes. That literally like, I, let's just hope that this carries into the regular season. Like let's yeah. keep this role and this momentum. They, I mean, right now I look at the wild fans. They're like, bring us the Stanley cup. Like <laughs> we're ready. That's the excitement with the Minnesota preseason and it's being shown. So let's just, my only hope is that they can keep on this momentum and continue it. Cause I mean, so far so good, but yes, the preseason is too long. It's, it's just too much for me. I, I already have 41 games that I have to be in attendance for. Like sometimes I'm like, I just, I don't want to she do it. She has to be in attendance. Sorry. Sorry. It's, it's a job. All right. You know, you know, the, you know, the pain a little bit. You have to be oh, all I perky do. and stuff all the time dressed up. Like you get to wear comfy clothes though. I'm jealous of that. Um, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, you still I look try good. to dress up a little bit. I mean, I, yeah. I have to talk, I have to interact with people. There's sometimes like, I'm like, yeah, you got to look lot. good. I mean, half of the reason I watch the NHL is for the attractive players. Ha, <laughs> just kidding. Like whatever. We don't need to dive into that. Cause I found it kind of funny. And I think whatever. Anyway, the other point I do want to make that is hockey related is uh, Craig Leopold. So every preseason, he invites media members to come join him in the suite, which is a really cool thing. And I think it's a very unique thing. I don't know that other owners ever open up their doors and, and candidly speak to media with a quick Q and a session while feeding us food, which is delightful um, for free. But the interesting thing I found, and I know wild fans are going to hate it. So for years and years and years, I've always harped on the wild as have fans when the brass are saying, oh, we just want to make it to the playoffs. We just want to make it to the playoffs. It's never been, we want to win a Stanley cup, right? Last year, you heard that a little bit more. You heard, we want to win the Stanley cup. We want to win that. And you're hearing it this year, but Craig Leopold said something very interesting in this media Q and a and said, we want to get out of the first round. That's where his goal is. Now, normally I would be pissed about that. Normally I would be like, that's setting the bar too low. Like your goal is wanting to win the Stanley cup. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, he's just being legit realistic. They need to get out of the first round, like worry about that step first and then kind of see where you're at. And I think he's just putting that bar. He's pulling a Jesse Pierce. He's putting that bar at an achievable rate. In my opinion, like he's kind of like, all right, I don't And this team shouldn't be expected to go on a cup run. I don't want to like downplay them, but they really shouldn't be get out of that first round. And I liked it. Like I understand a lot of wild fans didn't like to hear it because they wanted to hear the bigger expectations and place more pressure. But I think that's realistic because I freaking would love to get out of the first round. Like, let's just say that that's a victory in and of itself. I mean, I agree. And I mean, Minnesota will never stop being the butt of the joke, no matter how good the team is until they make it out of the first round. So, I mean, that in and of itself needs to be that first thing to prove that this team is legit, make it out of the first round. Cause I mean, even in conversations that we've had in previous weeks, what's the one thing we've talked about? Like, Oh, I don't know if they'll make it out of the first round. Like we'll yeah. see. Like, they need to prove themselves. They need to show that they can do it. Another thing with this wild team, I kind of like the expectations in the bar set a little lower because I think the wild do a lot better when their backs are against the wall, when people are counting them out. And mm-hmm. so like, Hey, like they, I mean, they're, they're not completely tuned out. They hear the stuff people say and, go out and prove them wrong and that's what i love and i think they rise to the occasion when they do hear some of that stuff 
Yeah, I would agree. Uh, how legit is this Minnesota Wild team? We're going to take a quick break and check in with Kevin Gore just to find out. Stay tuned. Okay, I want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice. Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe you pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way, it's happened. Boys hockey, girls hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately, those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain, and a large portion have even experienced concussion-like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We're back. Joining us now, Burnsville legend. You know him. You love him on Bali Sports. Mr. Kevin Gore. KG, how are you today, buddy? Happy hockey season, guys. I'm good. It's been uh, it's been an arduous training camp for all of us broadcasters. We've been practicing real hard, worked off the rust in a couple of preseason broadcasts, and we are ready to officially open the season next week and can't wait to get there. I mean, the good thing is it's a lot of familiar faces, not a whole lot of new names that you have to learn. One kind of newish name, Marco Rossi. Uh, we're recording this on a Friday, as always. So official lineups and uh, official cuts have not yet been made. But it looks like Marco Rossi with eight points through five preseason games thus far, probably a good shot of making that opening at roster. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago when, when training camp opened up, I think Wild fans had a, a few questions. And one of the questions at the top of the list is, how good was Rossi going to play? Where was he going to slot in? And could he make an impact this year? The void left by Kevin Fiala is a big one. And I don't think one person, especially one person in, a, in their rookie year, can, can fill that void. But, boy, we've seen everything – you wanted to see from Marco Rossi, you know, a year ago, he was coming off um, the health issues and hadn't played. And when he played at the NHL level, the physical uh, nature of the game seemed to really be a lot for him to overcome. Not the case anymore. He's been great in the faceoff circle. He's been good in tight spaces. He's always had the vision and, and the hands. And what I've loved you guys about what I've seen throughout training camp and in these preseason games, wherever the Dean Everson and the coaching staff slots him in, whether it's a top-end line like we saw on Thursday night with uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov or with Duhaim and Dewar on one of the grinding lines, you get the same play from this kid. He's a special talent. I think he's going to be a big-time player in this organization for a long, long time, and I think right now we're just scraping the surface. And if you're a Wild fan that had any questions about whether he would make it or fit in, I think they've been answered throughout this training camp. I really do. Well, going off that, I was just going to ask, and it, I mean, you kind of already answered it, but I, I was going to say, there's been a lot of expectations and hopes surrounding Marco Rossi. So I was just going to say, do you think you expect him to meet or exceed those expectations? From what I've seen, Kristen, through training camp, they might uh, actually be exceeded. I think that's a really good question. And it's hard to project how it's going to play out because we don't have a full roster yet. Jordan Greenway isn't quite healthy. I think we'll see him sometime in the first month of the regular season with that shoulder as he recovers. 
but you know, the cool thing is, you know, you're going to see Marco Rossi on the power play. And that's where I think he's going to do uh, most of his work this year. I think he really is most comfortable attacking in the offensive zone. Dean Evison and the coaching staff have already talked to a lot of the wild players. When you're on the ice with this kid, he is a pass first guy that sees the game like none other. And so think of Matt Zuccarello and what he brings to the table on that top line. I think you're going to have a similar type of player in Marco Rossi. And you look at the struggles on the power play last year, a little bit stagnant. The puck movement wasn't always the way it you know, needed to be. You add another puck mover like this guy, you think of Kale and Addison in that same type of nature. And uh, the impact I think is going to be significant. So getting back to the original point, I think he exceeds expectations. I think coming into training camp, Wild fans were hoping he would make the club. And from that point on, maybe just make slightly an impact on the offensive side of things. I think you're going to see a lot more than that. And I think the chemistry that he has with Matt Boldy at some point uh, will be approached. I don't think it'll start that way, but I think it might finish that way because they had something cooking last year in Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I love how Marco Rossi has so seamlessly fit in with this group. You can see the confidence even after going through one training camp last year and understandably he was disappointed in having to go and start the year in Iowa but it really did well for him and this year he came back a much more confident player comfortable out there with those guys like you had mentioned Kevin moving up and down the line it didn't matter who he was playing with we saw some awesome things another guy I want to talk about you mentioned Kalen Addison obviously wild fans have been clamoring for him as well back on the blue line because he's that power play specialist is Kalen and, and is Marco kind of the key to uh, some special team success this year well, I think it gives you a different look. And I think last year, the wild tried a lot of different things to get that power play going and it killed them, uh, you know, especially in that playoff series against St. Louis. And when you think about quick puck movement, getting pucks to the net uh, more efficiently, both those guys have that skill set. This is what Kalen Addison has always been. And Dean Evison's talked with us uh, throughout training camp about uh, what he, what he brings to the power play. And he's the guy that could be at the top of the point and quarterback and he's got a good shot he knows how to get that thing to the net quickly so so teams can't clog that thing up and, and block the shots. But more importantly, I love the way he moves the puck. And if you're going to have success on a power play at this level at the NHL uh, with the penalty kills that are out there and, and the film work that these teams have and, and the, the book that they know on every team, you've got to make two or three really good quick passes. And if that's the guy that's at the top of the, the power play unit that can do it and quarterback it, I think we're going to be in good hands. If you if you watch this kid uh, through training camp, you see that this guy's got the skill set to make things happen out there. The questions I had about Keelan Addison weren't about his power play skill set. It's always been there. It's always going to be there. It showed last year in Iowa, and now it's showing through training camp. My questions revolved around whether he could be uh, a solid five-on-five -five player and, and be on that third set of D and not hurt you. And that's, to me, been the most impressive thing about his training camp is he's been really good uh, in non-power play situations, whether it be five on five or penalty kill, he stood up to the physical rigors. He's made good, efficient plays leaving the zone. He's been a smart hockey player, hasn't got caught out of position, hasn't taken too many chances and tried to force the issue. And to me, that was always the question mark. If he was going to be a regular NHL player, uh, can he be the guy you need him to be as one of the top pairings for the Minnesota Wild when they're not on the power play? And that's where I think Kalen Addison has taken the biggest strides uh, as a pro here in the last year or two. And I think that's really good news long-term for this organization. And we are almost through the preseason, almost getting ready to go into the real thing, get this thing started. You can't say Marco Rossi. I'm taking him off the table. Is Which wild player has impressed you throughout the preseason? 
I think if, if I had to pick just one guy, it would be Connor Dewar. And he's a guy that's certainly off the radar for a lot of wild fans. Um, but if you look at his game and what he can do, it just shows you how good the NHL is because, you know, he's a guy that, that I think as you looked at training camp and uh, into the regular season, a lot of wild fans probably wouldn't have him on their top 10 list of things they were concerned about, but he's gone out there and played at a high level. He's played with some grit. He's been a big part of a penalty kill that also like the power play um, needs to be better. And I think he's a guy that can play a really important role in that area. And I think for this club to be successful, they did it last year with depth. You know, if you go back to where the wild were successful last year, the comebacks are the comebacks, but they don't happen if you've got tired legs and, you know, four lines that can go four lines that not only can, can hound you, but can do some damage offensively. And I look at where Marco Rossi likely starts. If you look forward, uh, Kristen, the next week's uh, opening night game against the Rangers, it's going to be juiced up at the X. It's going to be full of fun and fire. And you're going to play one of the best teams in the East. The wild are going to have a fourth line that features likely Duhame, Dewar and Rossi. And I'll challenge you uh, in, in this league, and maybe you'll throw Colorado at me to find a fourth line that's that scary, that has not only the, the, the speed and the skill set to shut teams down and to bother teams on the forecheck with just like their tenacity, but the skill set, if you make mistakes to go back and score goals, that, that, that little trio right there can be a real problem for teams. And that's how the Wild were successful last year. They had three sets of D and four lines that came at you in waves and it allowed them to be a good third period team and to be strong at crunch time, which was late in games and into overtime. And just how important, Kevin, is that depth really going to be this year? Because you did lose Kevin Fiala and you lost that goal scoring, some of that offensive punch. I mean, you're also counting on a number of guys to have career years, but how important is that depth and that collective um, offensive power going to be this season for Minnesota to achieve something even close to similar to what they were able to do last year in their franchise best regular season? Well, Jesse, you're, you're right, and you're seeing it right now. You're seeing uh, Jordan Greenway not being able to play in the preseason, and John Merrill. These are two fixtures in the top six on the blue line and, and, and those top lines on the forward side, and, and the Wild haven't missed a step. They're 5-1. and one. They've looked the part. Uh, you know, they're going to have to put last year behind them, uh, not only the disappointment in the playoffs against St. Louis, but the 113 points the franchise record that they had during the regular season. We had Bill Guerin on our broadcast on Thursday night uh, during that preseason game. And he was real candid. He said, you know, people keep talking about the career years that all of our players had, you know, Zuccarello, Caprice, Felino. And you go down the list, you had like five or six guys put out career years. And Bill Guerin's point was, listen, that just shows me you can do that. Now that's an expectation for you. Show me more. And that's kind of who Bill Guerin is, right? Like he doesn't look at it like it's some miraculous situation. This team is built um, to not need one or two players to carry them throughout the season. This team is built by having four good lines and three sets of D. And Bill Guerin's point on the broadcast was, why can't Marcus Foligno do that again? Why can't Kirill Kaprizov go out there and put up triple-digit points again? This is who they are as a hockey player. And they've now found a system and a team that allows them to flourish that should be the expectation moving forward. So I get the Kevin Fiala stuff. You're never going to replace those 33 goals, but you don't have to. You know, the, the cool thing with this hockey team is you've got multiple players that can pick up the slack. You've got a Sam Steele. You've got a Marco Rossi. You've got Matt Boldy now playing his first full season in the National Hockey League. He was almost a point per game 
guy last year, getting his feet wet for the first time. He didn't make his debut till January with this hockey team. So there's two sides to that coin. And I hundred percent get where fans are coming from. Like, Oh my God, how are we going to duplicate that? You don't need to, all you need to do is get in the playoffs and be better this time in the playoffs than you were last year. And the thing I've noticed, and Jesse, you've been around the rank and I know Kristen, you were at the, uh, the preseason game the other night is these guys have an edge to them. They are still pissed off about what happened against St. Louis. They are still frustrated by the fact that they believe they're good enough to make a cup run and nobody's talking about them. So as much as teams aren't going to let the wild sneak up on them after what they did last year, I don't think because they lost in the first round, they're still going to have a ton of respect out there. And I love that these guys have a little edge right now and they're still pissed off because that should stay with you. That was a very, very disappointing postseason, And I think these guys want to turn that around this year. And I think that'll only serve them well through the grind of the 82 game schedule. Man, if you need somebody to restore any faith or optimism, talk to Kevin Gorg. That right there, that has me so hyped for this upcoming season. I love it. Now, I mean, I could run through this brick wall, maybe, right? Like, I mean, brick I could wall run through Gorg's this wall right behind me, yeah. too, but I choose not to because then I'd have to pay for it. I rent this place. Ouch. Um, it's fitting to ask this because there's been a lot of controversial and hot takes so far this preseason on this podcast. So, KG, I got to ask. What is your hot take about this team heading into the start of the season? Uh, my hot take is this. Marc-Andre Fleury is a soon-to-be 38-year-old that has the energy and the uh, the enjoyment of the game of a 19-year-old. So he's he's somebody that I think when, when the pundits out there nationally handicap this hockey team, look at Marc-Andre Fleury and say, oh, my God. We don't have Cam Talbot in Minnesota. We have a 38-year-old goaltender at the end of his career, and the guy behind him is unproven. That's a real problem for the Minnesota Wild. And my hot take is this. You have a guy that's won a Vesna, that's won three Stanley Cups, and if you're legitimately around this hockey team on a daily basis and you see him, see the kind of shape he is in, see the kind of attitude he brings to the rink and how much fun he has playing the game, I think the best part of this team is the two biggest rink rats uh, at Tria Rink right now as the Wild get ready to take the ice here for one of their final practices of training camp are Kirill Kaprizov and Marc-Andre Fleury. The two biggest superstars on this hockey team are the two biggest rink rats. And my hot take is Marc-Andre Fleury is going to turn the hands of time back. And I know his numbers the last couple of years haven't been what they were four, five, six years ago. They're going to be this year. I think he has one of his best seasons as a pro. And I think people are sleeping on the fact that he's settled in Minnesota right now. He's where he wants to be. And like his teammates, he does not, does not uh, enjoy hearing about what happened against St. Louis last year. And is extremely motivated to turn that trend around. And I think that's really going to be fun to see play out. Ding, ding, ding. You said the magic word for me, goaltending Kevin Gorg. I had thoughts on goaltending. You and I bantered back and forth about it last year, the tandem of Cam Talbot, Marc-Andre Fleury. What are your thoughts of this tandem moving forward? Like you said, Luke Gustafsson, very, very much untested. Looked okay during the preseason, looks comfortable. And a very different goalie style than Marc-Andre Fleury. How do you see that tandem working out? Do you think Marc-Andre Fleury, yes, even at 38, is going to be able to carry the lion's share of starts like he's expected to? I don't have any doubt in my mind. Um, I don't. Just watching him through training camp and talking to him a couple of different times and you know the room is open now we're, we're beyond the whole covid protocol thing so a couple of days ago um got to go in the locker room sit at his locker and he asked me about the equipment i used to wear as a goalie back in the mid 80s i was telling him about deer hide and 
how the, the pads would soak up water and how heavy they got by the time you got to the third period for a guy like myself that was a butterfly goalie those, those pads were drenched and so we were laughing about the equipment and just hearing him talk about this season and, and what his goals are he can play 55 to 60 games and with Gustafson um, I had questions I, I'll be the first to admit when when that that whole trade went down and, and we lost Cam Talbot like a lot of hockey fans, I had questions. Um, I've been, I think, you know, pleasantly surprised getting to talk to Gustafson throughout training camp and then watching him on the ice. I don't think he was good early in camp. I think he's been really good here in the final week. And, and his last tune-up was Thursday night against the Hawks. And I thought the Wild kind of slept walk through that 4-1 win. And with the penalties they were taking in the second half of that game, he actually was tested in that preseason game and he looked the part of what we need to see. He doesn't need to be amazing or brilliant, but he needs to be solid. And when he plays his 20 to 25, maybe 30 games, he needs to go out there and give the team a chance to win every night. Doesn't need to stand on his head. Doesn't need to be anything other than who he is. A 23-year-old guy with upside who was stuck in Ottawa playing behind a bad team that didn't defend. Now it's a different story, right? This team is built from the back end out. This team has a solid blue line. All five players on the ice work hard and defend. That's kind of the trademark of Dean Evison's hockey team. So he's going to be in a very good spot for success. So the questions I had coming into training camp have been eased significantly. And the two things I'll tell you, the energy that Marc-Andre Fleury has brought to the table and the conversations I've had with him about how excited he is to go out there and prove people wrong. And then the, the progress I've seen from Philip Gustafson throughout this camp from point A to point B in just a couple of weeks I, I have seen significant improvement. He's a quiet kid, kind of getting to know people, and it's a very welcoming group. And I think that comfort he has off the ice is now translating into better product on the ice. And he played his best game in the preseason to close out uh, the training camp portion for him. So I think that bodes very, very well. I'll be curious, ladies and gentlemen, Fred, to see how often they come to Gustafson. Early in the year, we don't have a lot of games in close fashion, not to that road trip later in October. Do you ever get to a point where there's back-to-back -back games or a cluster of games? So when are they going to get him his first start? How are they going to use him early in the year? And I think he'll need to get out there at some point rather early and have a game like he had last night to kind of ease that stress as well. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier too, Kirill Kaprizov, one of the biggest rink rats along with Marc-Andre Fleury. We all know the year he had last year and we talk about the team that exceeded expectations and, you know, it's a clean slate new year. We got to kind of leave that in last season. Where do you expect Kirill to land this season? Very similar territory from last. If he's healthy and plays the amount of games he played last year, I don't see any dip in his production. He's just too good a hockey player. He didn't sneak up on anybody last year. You know, the year before that, uh, when we were coming through that COVID process, he absolutely snuck up on some teams that didn't happen last year. Every single team, Kristen, that the Wild played last year, their number one priority coming into that game was to shut down or frustrate Kirill Kaprizov. And he has learned to adjust. And the Wild have learned, I think, to adjust around him to give him a chance for success. The only area of concern, and it's a small, small concern, but the success in the second half that Kevin Fiala had certainly had an impact on Kirill Kaprizov. As Fiala got red hot in the second half of the season, teams had to pay much more attention to Kevin Fiala, which I thought helped Kirill really sustain that momentum with his offensive production. I look at Matt Boldy and what that line can be as kind of a critical lynch point for can, can that be a tipping off point to keep Kirill in that 
positioned for success, but truthfully with the power play and the skill set that he has, and we got a little taste of it in that preseason game against Chicago, the chemistry with him and Zuccarello is legit. It's not going anywhere. Um, my bigger concern would be just how hard he plays and how he plays such a physical game and he'll block shots and he'll do all the little things you want your score to do. I worry about him getting banged up and, and having a quirky injury more than I worry about his production dropping off in a regular situation. He's too good a hockey player. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, but I think the bigger concern would be just keeping him healthy and we can't control that. That's just a part of the game. So if he's healthy, he's going to produce. I love it. Kevin Gord, one final question for you. The hardest of hard questions, hmm. any good movies out there lately? You know, <laughs> well, it's important. I agree. Um, a, a sneaky good movie that I saw this week. One of my all-time favorite actresses is Sigourney Weaver. And there's a movie called The Good House. And it's off the beaten path. Kevin Klein, uh, big role in this movie as well. And their chemistry from <laughs> off the screen translates right onto the screen. And uh, it's a fabulous movie. And I'm not going to give you a movie tout on The Good House, but I'm going to point you in the direction of the, the coolest new option for a movie theater in town. It's the old that is the new, the remodel in Edina, 50th in France. The new man theater there is spectacular. They've got a, a bar. They've got four screens and an escalator and real butter on the popcorn. Go see The Good House. Go to the Edina Theater. I know some people get to go to their fancy weekends in Lutz, and that's really cute and fun. And we're going to wear flannel, and we're going to have a little wine. And all that. That's great. Kristen, we're happy for you. We're not jealous at all. Um, not at all. But the rest of us will be suffering through the rain of the Twin Cities and a movie theater and a dine, and that's where I'm headed. I love it. Come for the hot hockey takes from Kevin Gord. Let's stick around for those movie takes. Uh, Kevin, I hear the whistle's going, so we'll let you get going to practice. But thanks again for joining us. You're the best, KG. We love you. Love you guys. Have a great day, and enjoy your weekend, Kristen. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Now let's do a little up for debate. First of all, shout out to KG. Love me some Kevin Gork. He's another regular. He's another regular butte, an official butte. We love to see it. Uh, Kirsten, our up for debate this week. Who is going to be the team leading scorer, not named Kirill Kaprizov? So I guess I should have phrased it as the second leading scorer on the team, but I didn't because I'm dumb and that's fine. Whatever. We all make mistakes. Uh, I said Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman, or Marco Rossi. Now I left Matt Boldy off because he's been in like literally every up for debate that I have posted <laughs> the past week. Cause I agree. I think he's going to be great. And that seemed to be the fans consensus. Now, what are your thoughts? Do you like those three players or are you going to, are you going to go with the fans and say, Matt Boldy is going to be the second leading scorer on this year's Minnesota wild team. Um, well, I like that you kept Matt Boldy out of it. it spread the wealth yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, um, right? I see Matt Boldy being up there. No doubt. Second leading scorer. I mean, we'll see. I would love to see it. Mm -hmm. We'll find out though. Um, out of this list though, I'm really feeling Matt Zuccarello, especially, you know, in Thursday night's game, he was on top of his game. So I, I'm saying Matt Zuccarello. I, he's, he's looked good to me. So, yeah, I like it. I, I would agree. I think it's, it's a little presumptuous and a lot to expect Marco Rossi to be that, that player. And I still I think agree. it depends on who he plays with. Right. And Ryan Hartman, 34 goals last year. I don't see it. Love the way he plays the game. Um, and he generally is the finishing the, you know, whole wild, not weird joke is that he finishes right. Rather than just passes back and forth. But, um, I'm going to go Matt Zuccarello as well. I see Zook 
getting some of those greasy goals and maybe kind of those rebounded goals. Cause I still don't think he does look to shoot necessarily probably as much as he does. Like he's much more of a playmaker and, and that's great. And obviously that's incredibly important. And especially when you have Kirill Kaprizov on the opposite wing, but I could see him maybe going in there and getting a couple more rebound goals. So I'm going to go with Zuki as well. Uh, you know, it's excited to see what happens in general with that line. And if they are the top producing line, once again, it would be hard to imagine them not being, but you never know. Crazier things have happened, right? That is very true. Crazier and also things, too, yeah. I mean, how can you not produce when you have that chemistry that you do with Kirill Kaprizov? So yeah. I, I love that pair. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, there's nothing else to say. Son and father relationship, according to Zuccarello, which is odd. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't want wild. It's not weird. It's wild. (laughs) Credit, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to the wild video production and content team because they are producing stuff. Like, I love the elevator. Um, little riddles. Have you guys seen those? Or like the questions in the elevator? Although I think they stole that PSL one from us. Right. I'm happy you said that because I watched that too. And I was like, I literally asked Matt Boldy that. Really like that was did, my yeah. question. That was Kirsten's question. So, so I mean, give us some credit, I, pussy. I'm happy I'm not the only one who thought that when I watched I know. it. Right? Exactly. I, I did. Shout out also the Vikings. Have you seen the Vikings content that they're doing this year too? I've seen a little bit, but not too much. They do like that. a riddle. And like it was Alexander Madison and a defensive player. And they were hilarious. Like it was, uh, you got to go watch it. I shared it on my Instagram. Uh, it's the Vikings. The riddle was, what do you put into a bucket to make it way less? Put into a bucket to make it way less. Yeah. I don't know. A hole. Oh, <laughs> but like, like Madison and this defensive player like took forever. And he's like, you're going to have to cut this and make it look good. And then like they walk off screen and then they come back when a new group comes up like, oh, what's this? We've never seen this question before. And like, it's just, it's hilarious. It's great content. I love teams doing more of that. Um, obviously that's why we're here giving you Minnesota wild content. That's fun, entertaining, all that jazz. Uh, we will have another bar down beauties live show coming up this month at Dukes and Oakdale. Stay tuned to all of our social media channels for that presented by grain belt. So shout out to grain belt, shout out to SodaStick.com. They're producing all your new gear that you absolutely love. Absolutely need to have for Minnesota wild season for the Minnesota Vikings for the Timberwolves as well. Forget the twins. They're done. Whatever. We don't care We're we're past it. Uh, <laughs> also shout out to wow. we're done. I'm over. It. How do you, how do you lose? How do you go to the bottom of the, like, it just, it doesn't make sense. There's no excuse. Minnesota sports. Oh my God. No, that like, that is just, I don't even know. You're shooting yourself. I, whatever we see this is why we don't get into it. We don't, I don't even like baseball and I, it still makes me mad. Jesse's trying to make an argument that she doesn't care when she very clearly has feelings <laughs> about this. It's just embarrassing. Like, what is that? What is that? I don't, whatever. Mm, okay. Go twins. Uh, Royal credit union, less be more free. Uh, shout out to them. Also shout out to peak to city center and Dr. Tyler Stewart. Be sure to check in with him for all your concussion type needs. I think that's everybody, right, Fred? Did I cover them all? I did it. I did it again. And uh, Talk North for featuring us on their lovely network. And shout out to all you guys. You rock. Loving the engagement. Loving your loving of us. We're here every week, whether you want us to be or not. That'll do it. Uh, Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye.